Hello and welcome to the first and an inaugural episode of the Locked Up Podcast. I'm Quinn Benson and here's my co-host Jake. Jake. All right, um, we're going to do some our pick analysis for you guys to start out with. So uh, we, we're just going to go ahead and get started. Right, we're doing the AFC West first. We'll start with the Chiefs, then go to the Chargers, uh, Raiders, and finally the Broncos. So do you want to start with the Chiefs, Jake? Yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and start. Um, you know, Quinn, we've talked about this, and I absolutely love this first-round pick. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to fit perfectly. I know you think this is a little bit early, but I had him. I think he's the best running back out of this class, and I think he's the best fit for the Chiefs here. I mean, just look at him. He fits perfectly in with the offense. He's going to have a dynamic quarterback, the same thing he had at LSU. He's going to have talent to surround him. And I think he's he's a powerful pass blocker. He's dangerous out of the backfield. And he's a first down threat for guys. So we can take some of the weight off Mahomes and give some to him. Or not just share it, even out the load. And I think it's right. a great fit for the Chiefs all in all. Right. Uh, when I was watching the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire tape, he reminded me a lot of a player from my favorite team, the Buffalo Bills, and Devin Singletary. Now, Devin has this contact balance. Um explosivity factor he's not explosive when he's uh, broken free from a tackle but he's explosive uh, in the sense that he can knock into two or three bodies and still keep on going get that extra four or five yards which I think out of a back especially in today's NFL you really want um, I do think it was a little early I think that there were some really really solid cornerbacks on the board if Noah Igbenogany was there, I think he was definitely going to be a Chiefs cornerback. Same with Jeff Gladney. Um, but would another running back have been better for the Chiefs? I really, I really don't think so. Because you look at DeAndre Swift, and you know, I was talking to some people, and they they liked him a lot more than they liked Clyde. Mm-hmm. But I think if you go back and watch the tape, I don't think DeAndre Swift is the best pass blocker in the world. And with how much the Chiefs throw the ball. When we're going to need that running back to come back and stay and help on some of those blitzes, I think Edwards Allaire is going to help a lot because he's just a big old boy and he'll just stand there. And he's a lot more willing of a pass blocker, if you understand where that like yeah. is where I'm coming from with that. Yeah, I think what Clyde Edwards Allaire gives you is the ability to add another wide receiver into your set and not have a fullback like Anthony Sherman into uh, the backfield. Where I would yeah. have probably gone with this pick um, – is a uh, a player out of Wisconsin that was my number one running back. Uh, Taylor, so I like. Really I like, like Taylor a lot. I really like. Uh, I think, yeah. I think I think, think Edwards Alaire. He's just too perfect of a fit for this offense. I mean, I don't know how you how right. you pass up on that. I think the big thing is uh, Taylor has to tread on his tires, right? Um, That's true. But you, then again, you, in today's in today's NFL, you're only going to get four or five years out of a running back. So if he has however many yards on him coming out of college, I mean, it's not like you're going to take him for 10 years. It's only this rental. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Move, let's move on to the second pick, which was m- my favorite pick of the draft for the Chiefs. I was all over this player. Willie Gay Jr., they take it 63 overall. This pick came out of the uh, 
trade with the San Francisco 49ers for D Ford. And then they uh, swapped with the best pick when they traded for Frank Clark later on. I think Willie Gay is just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. I had him higher than get this Kenneth Murray on my board. And we'll get to Kenneth Murray later. I don't think Kenneth Murray is a bad player, but Willie Gay is just fearless. He will struggle and play wreck sometimes, but if you're wanting him to just go after a running back or whatever it may be, he he'll do it and he will not hesitate. I think I think Willie Gay is just he's one of the most athletic players I saw out of this draft. I think he's just a beast. You know, he did have those like off the field issues which were a cause for him falling, the whole fight scandal and then the athletic right. ineligibility. But I think he's gonna be a huge help for the Chiefs with his positional flexibility. I think I see a lot of Jalen Smith in him with just the speed Ooh, and the like athletic that. ability. Yeah, and I, I don't, think he's just I think he's gonna be a beast on the Chiefs with Anthony Hitchens. Yeah, I don't know if the pass coverage is there, but if he can, if he can develop and pass per, I mean this he it is basically what you would want out of Darren Lee when you traded for him last year. Yeah, is Willie Gay. Yeah, I think um, he's going to be a huge help for the Chiefs. Do you agree that that is the best pick of the Chiefs draft? Well, you know how high I am on Edwards Alaire, but on on the defensive side of the ball, I think I think even if we were to take a cornerback in that first round like you wanted us to, I think Willie Gay still would have been the best defensive pick for us just with his our just our struggle to stop the run and you see that all throughout our year but I feel like with like just the athletic ability we're going to have on our defense this year is just going to be it's just going to be crazy because I think Willie Gay is just going to be huge help to stop the run I think he's like I said I think he was one of the most athletic players in this draft I think he's just going to be a huge help for the Chiefs so I'd say I'd say in our second round for us to give him in the second round I think that was a huge boost and he's one of the best picks for sure for us and then you follow that up with Lucas Niang in the third round, a tackle out of uh, TCU. How do you feel about Lucas? I think I think he's he's going to need some development for sure. I think he's a solid starter in maybe two to three years, but I think he's going to be a great player once he's there for sure. Yeah. Now Brett Veach came out and said that um, Lucas Niang was going to provide competition for the left guard spot. I think when I when I see Lucas Niang play though, I think this guy is a tackle. He, I don't yeah, think he I would, can. I would probably agree with you. I would he cannot transition to guard in my eyes. Um, he was best player available at the offensive line. I think that John Simpson, if you were going for value, would have been a much better pick. I was higher on John John Simpson than most out of Clemson. Um, but I think what this pick does, at least when I first saw it is it frees you up to give Patrick Mahomes a extension that is backloaded. Uh, Eric Fisher is freed up, not after this year, but after next. Like you said, developmental player here in Niang. He frees up to move to tackle in two years after Fisher is gone. And he's your replacement guy. I think, I think this is a solid pick. If you keep him at tackle, if you move him to guard, I don't like it. I, I would probably agree with you on that. But right. I think, I think if, with, I think if he develops the way I think he's going to develop, which is into a solid starter, maybe not Pro Bowl level, but solid starter for the Chiefs moving forward, I think it's I think it's a solid I think it's a solid pick for the Chiefs all in all. 
Right, and we'll get to day three picks here. Round four, out pick 138, uh, Legereus Sneed out of Louisiana Tech. He's a, a defensive back. Fifth round, pick 177, Michael Dana out of Michigan, an edge rusher. And in the seventh round, pick 237, uh, Thakarius Keys, a cornerback out of Tulane. What do you think about these picks? I'll start with I'll start with Sneed going off. I think he's a solid player, and I think he's a very versatile player. But I'm starting to see maybe a little Juan Thornhill worry here with the whole ACL injury. And I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering what the Chiefs are, are looking at with him. But I think he's a very good pick for us. I think he's a versatile player. I think he's he's just a really good pick. And then Mike mm-hmm. Dana, I just I don't like. I I watch some of his film. I really don't think maybe if he puts on some weight and a little bit of speed, maybe we can develop him into something. Mm-hmm. But I really don't see anything. And then the Carius, I think it's he's just going to be a filler pick. Maybe we develop him in, into a third, second-string cornerback, but I don't see him starting for us in in any future. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sicarius is definitely practice squad um, or a special teamer. Um, I'm with you on the sneak pick. It really gives me Juan Thornhill worries that the Chiefs are doing this. But what it also, uh, the, the idea that I got immediately after this pick was, you're going to run Willie Gay and Tyron Matthew as linebackers, I think. Yeah. And you're just going to have a flow to the ball. You're going to drop back Sneed and Thornhill in coverage. And you're just going to let, let, let uh, Matthew and, uh, and Willie Gay do, do their work. Um, and so after Sneed, I think that that pick would have been Bryce Hall. You'll see that repetitive through me throughout our draft grades. I really liked Bryce Hall. I, I liked Hall, too. I liked Hall, too, but I think yeah. Sneed was the right pick here. And then I didn't um, I didn't scout Michael Dana, but I went back. I watched his tape. Um, I still think Jonathan Garvin would have been a much better pick. Uh, he was a day seven pick, I believe, by maybe the Packers it was. Um, I I know he had Rousseau on the other side of him uh, at the U, but man, I thought he was a really good player. For Dana, uh, when I watched him, he can't separate. He was playing worse um, in Iowa. He they had him rush the B gap sometimes. When he got through on the B gap, when he wasn't facing worse, he just didn't know where it was. He looked lost. He was just standing there like, oh, it's a screenplay. Running backs fifty yards behind me already. Um, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but while he was at Iowa, at, I think that was his sophomore year, if I'm not mistaken. But he was projected to go top three rounds, if I'm not mistaken, while he was at Iowa, and then he transferred. I think he was having you, some you're pretty solid seasons. Here? No, I'm talking about Dana. Uh, Dana played for the Wolverines. I'm not sure if he yeah, but didn't for... he trans? Didn't he transfer to the Wolverines? I could I could be wrong. Let's look it up here. I um, think he I think he transferred, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. I don't see that he transferred. I could. Oh, I must be. I must be thinking of somebody else, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um. Yeah. I saw him play. Uh. Against um Iowa, he really struggled. I didn't like the tape. Could have been better in later games, but I don't like the pick. Um, yeah. He's 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 an interesting pick for sure. They must have saw something they liked. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, what's so what's your overall grade for the Chiefs draft? I'd I'd give them a B. I agree with you. I think we probably should have addressed our cornerback needs and defensive back needs maybe a little bit earlier in the third round instead of that Niang pick. 
But all in all, I think the Chiefs had a solid draft, and they filled some of the places they need, and I would give them a solid B overall. I think they had a good draft. Right, and uh, I actually went with the B-plus here. I think the Clyde Edwards-Alaire pick, second best um, running back on the board for me, at least fitting the Chiefs scheme. Once again, Taylor I would have had higher. Um, Willie Gay was the best pick of the draft. That that was an A-plus-plus-plus pick for me. That's why this gets, I think, the one grade higher than you. Uh, the Sneed pick freeing up Willie Gay and uh, Tyron Matthew just floated the ball. I love that. And then the Dana pick, and it breaks it down. And, um, so that's why I have a B plus. But let's move on to the Chargers. The Chargers here, they got uh, Justin Herbert, of course, their quarterback for the future at pick number six. They traded up uh, to pick 23 to get Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. They trade with the uh, Patriots in that position. Uh, fourth round, pick 112, Joshua Kelly, a running back out of UCLA. Joe Reed, pick 151 in the fifth round, a wide receiver, versatile, screen pop uh, type of wide receiver for them there. And then sixth round, 186, Alohi Gilman out of Notre Dame. Finally, the last pick. Um, possibly one of the best deals in the draft, K.J. Hill out of Ohio State, pick 220. So let's just get started, get the ball rolling here with uh, with with Justin Herbert, man. I think I had him as my number two QB, and I think, I think if you give him some time to sit behind Tyrod and just – he he's a smart kid. I think what he did – higher than a 30 on the wonder lick if i'm not mistaken yeah no he's incredible he, he, and he i think he's going to be a million miles better than tua i love this pick for the chargers i think they have a super bowl ready offense and i think this quarterback might be the one to get them there i think that i see them as a real threat to the yeah. chiefs this year yeah i think all this and what you'll see with my grades i think all of this um rest of the afc west was coming after the chiefs and I got to say, they did it pretty well. Um, yeah. This Herbert pick, I really like it. Sit behind um, Tyrod for a little bit, but he's the face of the franchise. I'm worried, though. So this is just a conspiracy that I've been, I've been thinking about. I wrote it down in my mock draft. So they trade their left tackle for a right guard. They get Trey Turner. Okay. So bring Trey Turner in. Now they could have a chance to get uh, Andrew Whitworth, a left tackle from the Rams, but they don't do that. They go for Brian Bulaga, a right tackle from the or from the uh, Packers. So they beef up the right side of their line. Were they 100% buying into the Tua hype that he was going to fall, and then you would have protected his blind side beautifully and not had to worry about the left because he does have that running type of ability, that athleticism. What do you think about that? I think I think every team was buying into the Tua hype because you go back and you watch his sophomore and freshman tape, just the times he got in, and the kid's insane. Like, he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen come out of college, but he's mm -hmm. just too injury prone. If I'm going to spend a number five pick, I'm going to spend it on somebody like Herbert, who I know he's tough, he's smart, and he knows how to run an offense. He's a leader. Like you see, you see Tua. He comes off the field. He's he's a good leader. But when he comes off the field, the team's not the same. Like, and I think that's going to be a big impact on Miami because I think if you 
if he develops into a good player for three years and then eventually you get rid of Fitzpatrick, right? Don't yeah. need him anymore. And then all of a sudden, to his hip come back, comes back to bite him and you're, and he's never the same again. You spent two years rebuilding and then you're right back to where you started. So I just, there's so much upside, but there's so much downside at the same time. He's such a 50-50 pick. So that's right. why I like Herbert more than him. Right, and I, I agree with you. I mean, this guy has a cannon of an arm, but I think he also has touch. And the worry with me about Kyler Murray last year was he's a one-read guy. When you look at Herbert, to me, this guy knows everything on the field. So while at sometimes, yes, he's a one-read guy, he'll change his read at the line of scrimmage. He'll see they're dropping back three more linebackers or whatever it may be, and he'll change, you know, he'll go from his slot guy to his outside wide receiver uh, as his number one read, and he'll alert them, and he's just a smart player, as you noted, the Wonderlick score. But then they get a linebacker that I think maybe not the best at dropping in coverage, a guy who I had lower than Willie Gay at pick 23. They trade up to get him. Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. What do you think about him? I, I like Kenneth Murray a lot. I think I think at the end of the day, if he had fallen to the Chiefs at 32, I think they probably would have. I think they probably would have taken him up because I think, because I think he's one of the best at stopping the runs in all of college football. You go back and you watch that Baylor game; he is just phenomenal. He is uh, that Big 12 championship game. He is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He is just. He looks like he could be a top 15 pick, but at the end of the day. I think, like you said, I think he has trouble covering the pass and he gets a little confused sometimes, but I think there's a lot of upside to him and he's a tough kid. And I think, I think, I think this is a great pick for the Chargers because I think he can hold down the middle while Bosa and Ingram are on the outsides. And I think it's a great pick for them. Yeah. Um, and don't get it twisted. Yes, I had him lower than Willie Gay in my player rankings, but that doesn't mean I think Kenneth Murray is going to be a bad player. I mean, my comp to him, Jake, was CJ Mosley. Right. Yeah, this he's, guy he's is good. this guy is going to be a good player. He is an instinct, instinctive linebacker. I really like the pick. Um, a pick that when I saw this go across the screen, I was like, what are you doing, Tom Telesco? Joshua Kelly out of UCLA. What do you think, Jake? <laughs> I think I think at the end of the day, obviously they're gonna buy into Eckler. You know, Eckler is their guy. But I think Joshua Kelly, he's got a lot of tread on his tires. He's a very similar back in my – he's not as good, but I think he's a very similar back to Jonathan Taylor. And I I think he's going to – he's a very downhill runner. Well, Eckler's going to hurt the teams with their quickness. I think Kelly's powerful running style, he's not very – he's not the best at making people miss, but he'll give you 15 carries – he'll give you 15 carries a game. Well, that's the like, thing, Jake. He doesn't try and make people miss. He just runs straight into him. He thinks that he's better than every single player. But look at the Pac-12. Who Who's a middle linebacker that's going to hit him? Troy exactly. Dye. Troy Dye was out back 75% of his uh, college career because of the injury. When this guy faces, heck, even, even a Kenneth Murray that we were talking about earlier, just hits him in practice. I do not think Joshua Kelly can withstand the day-to-day of a normal NFL schedule with the way he plays. Now that's not to say that well, he won't the, change it, but that's the thing, Quinn. That's the thing, Quinn. Because they're not. He's gonna get maybe maybe ten snaps a game with Eckler because they they're they're bought in on Eckler. Eckler is a right? solid back, they and said, I think he's maybe he's gonna get he's gonna get maybe let's say he's gonna average three carries a game the whole season. 
which is lowball in it. Let's That's, let's say let's say five. Let's say five. Let's say five. I think, I think they're gonna get him up. They're gonna use him up the middle to get three to four yards, and then he's out to get the first down. I, I think that's all they're going to use. I don't think – and maybe even at that, they're going to use Eckler for that because he's just a small back. He's good at fitting through holes. Right. But I think Kelly, he's just a power back, and I think he's going to complement Eckler nicely. Right. Uh, I'm really not a fan of Joshua Kelly here. I think if you look at LaMichael Pirine, I was really high on him as a running back out of Florida. I really liked him if you wanted to go for a power back who had a potential to maybe burst onto the scene. I really like him. Anthony McFarland out of Maryland, he was more of this combo guy that we see in a Lynn Bowden, maybe. Um, but you get your combo guy in day three, Joe Reed, my favorite pick of the Chargers. This guy's a stud. He is versatile as all get out. In screenplays, he, he, you, I mean, you know he's going to go for a, a bubble screen or whatever, but you still can't stop him. He still finds a way to juke you out in this Virginia uh, offense with a quarterback that, quite frankly, was a scrambler first and didn't want to throw the ball. He was Joe Reed was the number one target, and I don't know how he didn't go earlier than the fifth round. I, you know, I love their day three. I think they did a really good job at getting, but I I think they picked great wide receivers, but I don't think they need them. I mean, you look at their wide receiving core. They got they got they got Keenan Allen. They mm-hmm. got Mike Williams. You've got Eckler in the backfield. Now you've got your franchise quarterback. Where's your left tackle need? Why are you not taking a left tackle? You got four picks right. on day three, and you don't take a left tackle. I was just I was right. blown away by it. Like I get the defensive pick. They're gonna need help with Derwin James back at one safety, and then I like mm-hmm. the Aloy Gilman pick. But where is the left tackle, Quinn? I was I was blown away that they didn't take a left tackle. Okay, here's here's what I would say to that, and I'm not defending Tom Telesco here, because I do agree he should have taken a left tackle or an offensive lineman of some sort, but Jeff Driscoll was off the board, right? I think a Prince Tega Winogo pick, maybe over the Alohi Gilman pick, that's a th- something that I could get behind. But KJ Hill in his first year, let look at looking at the start of going into this season, um, he was a he was mocked in the second and third round. If you have a player mocked in the second and third round at the beginning of the season, and he falls to pick 220, I don't know how you don't take him. Uh, you're going to need depth. It's the best player available pick. I personally love their day three. I think it was one of the best I've ever seen in terms of value. Um, and I'm a big fan of Lohi Gilman, too. I mean, he is a hard hitter out of Notre Dame, big school. You know, you're going to get some production out of him, at least on special teams. So yeah, what was your overall grade for the Chargers here? I would give the Chargers a B plus. I thought they had a really good draft in the first round. I thought I thought their first round was amazing. I love the trade up to get Murray. I love how they stepped up to get that run stopping backer. And I like Herbert a lot. You know that. Mm-hmm. I think Kelly, I think there's upside to Kelly, even if some people don't see it. But I was just absolutely blown away that they didn't take a left tackle. It was mind boggling to me. Why do you not take a left tackle? That's one of the main needs you have on this team. You just brought your franchise quarterback. You want to protect its blind side, and you don't take a left tackle. That was so. I thought they had a good draft, but I'm going to give them a B plus here. Right, I give them an A minus. I hate the Kelly pick. Um, I do think they bought into Tuga Tua a little bit too much, um, but I think all in all, this was a really great draft, especially counting in the day three picks. Let's move on to the Raiders here, and the Raiders get Henry Ruggs, the wide receiver out of Alabama, pick number 12 overall. 
Then they go with a bit of a shocker at number 19, Damon Arnett, Lynn Bowden. <laughs> Lynn Bowden in the third round, pick number 80. Brian Edwards, pick 81. They go back-to-back there on the wide receivers. Tanner Muse, a linebacker, safety, kind of a budget. Isaiah Simmons, I would say. Uh, pick 100 overall. John Simpson, a guard out of Clemson, going back to the big schools. Pick 109. Amik Robertson, pick 129, a cornerback. Um, my top cornerback on the board at that point in the draft. What do you think about this? Um, I just, I love the writ. I love the rugs pick. I think, I think it's a very L Davis S pick. I think a lot of these AFC teams, I think they're going for the chiefs offense, but I think, I think the Raiders especially are missing a big key here with their quarterback. I, I really think, I really think at 19, I like the rugs pick. I think he's a very similar player to Hill. I think that's a good pick for them. I think I would have liked a Judy and lamb maybe, but at the hour net pick, you got Jordan Love still on the board. I think, I think Jordan Love is is going to be one of the best quarterbacks out of this draft. We'll get I, to the Packers you, later, but, but yeah, well, but maybe I a little like, bit of foreshadowing I, there. <laughs> I think I think at Love, I think at nineteen you could have taken Love, and I would have liked the Love pick at nineteen for them. But at their thirteen, at their twelve pick with Rugs, I like Rugs a lot but I really would have liked them to see more of a number one type wide receiver with Judy and Lamb instead of that slot wide receiver you see with like Tyreek Hill and like right, a speedy small, guy. Deshaun, ja- Deshaun Jackson, those right. type of wide receivers. I think, I think they would have been better off drafting a more quote unquote number one wide receiver with Judy or Lamb. So here's what I would say. When I was going through the roster doing this, it was clear. I mean, they moved Lynn Bowden to uh, halfback. They take Henry Ruggs in the first round, and then they take a big body in um, Brian Edwards. They feel that Hunter Renfro is going to be their Jerry Judy, a clear route runner. He's going to do possession catches. It's this big school mentality that that Raiders front office with Gruden and Mayock, they're going to keep going back, and they're going to hone in on it. Uh, This Damon Arnett pick, I mean, if you thought Clellan Farrell was a reach last year, I mean, I scout 50 to 75 players a year. Uh, this Damon Arnett pick, this is, this is a didn't, reach. didn't even scout him. Didn't even scout him. He was the number 19 overall pick. I didn't even have him in the top 75. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing at this pick. Clellan Farrell in itself was a reach. And then they go 19. Yeah. You have, mm-hmm. I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it, there was Igbahone was still on the board, wasn't he? Yep. No Igbenogany, who I love Igbenogany. on the board. He was he was still on the board. They don't take him. They take Ernett, who I was just <laughs> You you wanna know something shocking here? Mind boggling to me. You wanna know something really shocking? Amik Robertson, who they took at let me get the pick right. Number one twenty nine. I had rated higher on my draft board than Damon Arnett. Wow. Uh, wow. I, mean, that, I mean, that just is, puts into perspective how much of a reach I thought this Arnett pick was. But then I'm, I'm going to go to this day three real quick because, um, once again, AFC West, they load up on weapons. They load up on great picks. Lynn Bowden, I don't know if you, you're going to hold them to this running back position that they're trying to. I hope you don't. If you do, I don't like the pick. Brian Edwards, like I said, big body. Love the pick here. I think that I, yeah, go ahead. 
I think I like the Lynn Bowden pick because I I love Josh Jacobs. I had him on my fantasy team. I love Josh Jacobs. I think he's a great power back. But I think Lynn Bowden gives you that kind of Eckler dynamic where you got that wide receiver back playing. You have that wide receiver playing running back, mm-hmm. and then he's more of a threat as a pass catcher out of the backfield. So right. I like I like the Lynn Bowden pick. I like yeah. it. Maybe they run two running backs or two halfbacks. Get Bowden in a maybe a wheel route. You get Jacobs blocking on a play action pass. Dude, I, you get you got like, some ideas like there, Jake. It. I like it. I like it. I think uh, I well, I'm I'm super high on Josh Jacobs. I think yeah. I think he easily could have won Rookie of the Year. I think if he had won Rookie of the Year, I don't think anybody would have been like, oh my God, why did he win Rookie of the Year? Because I think right. he's a thousand yard back. He was had a great rookie season. On a team that won four games last, five games, six games last year, mm-hmm. I think I think he was their shining star. I think he was their knight in shining armor on that team. I think I right. think I really would have liked them at nineteen to take Jordan Love because I think I think Derek Carr is just I think he's I think he's a detriment to this team in all honesty. I don't I don't think he's I think he's a I think he's a <laughs> backup. That QB. is a hot take. I <laughs> really I. I think he's killing this team. I really look and and later we'll get into once we finish all our draft grades, um, some big picture questions and hopefully some later podcasts. But is Mariota? I'll get into some right now. Is Mariota gonna I, pull a Ryan Tannehill? On, that would be that would be on awesome. their car. Um, well, we'll see what happens if there's a season this year, of course. But it's a, to help block for this guy, it's your knight in shining armor per se, John Simpson, an absolute mauler out of Clemson. Like I said, they go back into that big school, um, big college. Well, yeah, what they take? They've like five, five, five Clemson players the last two years or something. Right, and they took another here in the next pick, Tanner Muse. Like I said, I'm really high on Muse. I know a lot of people are ripping this pick because it's a little early. I think Muse is your budget Isaiah Simmons. I think he has the versatility and the brain to play all over the field. Uh, once again, I'm going to go back to play processing, something that we saw Willie Gay, an earlier pick that we talked about, lacking. That is what Tanner Muse has. Maybe not the the best um, in terms of athleticism like a Isaiah Simmons, but I would not be mad at this pick like some of the uh, other analysts in our scene are, are, are mad at the Raiders for. So what is your overall grade here for the Raiders? For the Raiders, I'm I was rolling with a B minus for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I put a B here. It seems like I'm always one grade above you and yeah. for all these picks, but it's because of Arnett. I mean <laughs> Uh, once again, can't stress enough. Amik Robertson, I had higher than Damon Arnett on my board. So we'll go over to the Broncos, our last uh, our last team here. I gave them an A minus. Um, their draft class goes in full as pick number fifteen, Jerry Judy, my number one wide receiver out of Alabama. Pick number forty six in the second round, KJ Hamler, a slot wide receiver out of Penn State. Michael Ojemudier, a cornerback out of Iowa, more of a zone guy. Lloyd Cushenberry, a guy who I was incredibly high on, um, a guy who I had higher than Caesar Ruiz in my interior offensive line rankings, who was number one overall. McTelvin again, a defense lineman out of Arkansas. Albert O. Quay Egan, Ibe, uh, Albert O. Okay. Out of Missouri. <laughs> 
uh, Justin Stranod out of Wake Forest, a linebacker, pick 178, pick 181, Natine Muti, an interior offensive lineman out of Fresno State, Tyree Cleveland, a wide receiver out of Florida at pick 252, and their last pick to round out this lengthy draft class, Derek Tezuka, an edge rusher out of North Dakota State. So what do you think about, first off, their Judy-Hamler combo at 1-2 getting two lock weapons? I think, I think the Judy pick, I love the Judy pick. I think, I think Judy could have gone a little bit earlier potentially, so I think this is a little bit of a steal for them. I think this wide receiver class is pretty loaded, so I think they would have gotten a guy to be their number one either way. But I think this Judy pick is great. I think with Gordon and Lindsay in the backfield, it's making the Broncos especially dangerous. I think they're buying in on Locke here. I think that's what they told us from this draft. I think they're telling us Locke's our guy and we're rolling with him. And right. um, they've done nothing but surround him with rep- weapons. I think he's going to be – I think he's going to have a breakout season. And with the Hamler pick, I think his strength and inability to stay on his route comes into question a little bit. I think mm-hmm. he maybe needs to put on a little weight, like hopefully maintain that speed. But I think – I like him because I think he's he's just a speed demon. Yeah. I think he's a solid slot. He's another weapon. But I think his ability to get pushed off, the ability of him to get pushed off his route, especially going into the NFL, I think he's going to struggle with that. So I think we need to see how he deals with that before you assess anything. Okay, and I don't know if this is a hot take. I'm gonna, I'm, I agree with you. Jerry Drew was my number one wide receiver, like I earlier said. Hamler. Is KJ Hamler a better receiver, I'm not talking about special team or player, than Jalen Rager? I I don't know. That's so tough. That's so tough because I think, I think the Big Ten is just such a better conference than the Big 12. Right. But I – and you have Hamler going up against guys like Okuda. And even though he wasn't – he might have been high at 19, Arnett, who was a decent corner, but he was picked right. too high. But you got Hamler going up against solid corners in the Big Ten. And then I feel like – I feel like we didn't see a whole lot of cornerbacks taken too high from the Big 12. Yeah. Well, but, you're leading me into something right here. Michael Ujumudier, they're um, – some would call it Chris Harris replacement here yeah. uh, at cornerback, a zone style cornerback whose length um, is the number one asset. He was um, not the best pick. I thought, I thought the best pick out of this draft was Lloyd Cushenberry. Like I said, people love my here. Here's what I'm going to say. People I love like my, Lloyd Cushenberry a lot. I like Cushenberry a lot. People love Makai Becton because he can pancake a head rusher, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, go look, go look at Lloyd Cushenberry. He gets up out of his after he snipes the ball, and his spear immediately just knocks the defender, the defensive tackle. These three hundred four, like three hundred thirty pound guys, just trying to rush the passer, clog the lane. He just pushes them back with one hand. I mean, he was much, much better than Caesar Ruiz. We'll get into my opinions when we get to the Saints about Caesar Ruiz. I love Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh, I think he is a great Ron Leary replacement. If um, you want to play him at guard, I think he can definitely, definitely do that. 
like I said, lethal at the point of attack. He has a variety of moves, moves there. And then one last thing that I want to talk about on day three is this pick of Albert O. He's basically a Noah Fant uh, 2.0. And I just, want to, I just want to see what you think about this. Okay. I, I like it. I mean, yeah. they're just, they're, I think they're trying to surround Locke as best as they can. I think, I think they have that connection from being in Missouri together. I think, exactly. I think all in all, I think all in all, it's a good pick for them. Right. And uh, I'm just, I'm just thinking about it right now. Judy Hamler. Uh, then you have Fant and you have uh, Albert O like a bench concept or something where you have Philip Lindsay or Melvin Gordon out of the backfield. You get a pretty, pretty solid offensive line, all things considered. What's your grade for them coming out of this draft? I, I gave them, I gave them a B plus. I thought it was a very solid draft for them. Okay. I mean, right. I, you didn't, you didn't hear me give a lot of teams A's, but yeah. I think, I think they were the closest team to an A as I got. I think I think this was a very good draft for them. Right. Uh, we stick with the theme of me having one pick higher. We'll see what we get to next week when we do our, I'm thinking, AFC East rankings. So if you want to see my opinions on the Bills, uh, come back for that next Wednesday. And um, uh, I think this was a great inaugural podcast. Got through a lot. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Make sure um, – to give us your feedback and uh, any last words, Jake? Uh, well, if you're listening, thank you guys and hope you come back next week. All right. Great. Thank you guys.